Welcome back, everybody, to Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. This is episode three, and today we have myself, Ash. We have Mikey. Hello. And we have a new guest, Andrew. Hey. Word. Awesome. So thanks, everybody, for listening to the last episode, and I'm thrilled that we have followers and listeners, and... Um, I'm glad you came back. And thanks for answering my Twitter poll, everyone. Oh yeah, our Twitter yeah. poll. Uh, will we try? I think the one that was voted for most was an hour in length, so we'll try and keep our episodes around that time from now on. Okay. Yeah. And maybe, maybe after like five more, we can ask people again. See if they want us to be shorter. <laughs> if anyone's still listening. <laughs> Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Okay. So um, we decided that for at least for a while we'll ask some questions of each other so that we can get to know each other and our listeners can get to know us. Um, my question to both of you is, do you have any pets? I have no pets. I've always wanted a cat, but my mom's allergic to cats, so we've never been able to have one, which sucks. But oh well, yeah. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, I have no pets neither. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm petless. We used to have, we had, my dad used to have, like, a, brought us two bunnies for, for my little sisters, but they died. So. Uh-oh. Yeah. What were they called? Yeah, one was called Nightshade, the other was Hansel, I think, yeah. Hansel and Nightshade. Yeah. Nightshade? Yeah, well it the it was um it was a boy rabbit, so we couldn't say, we couldn't call it Gret griddle. <laughs> so of course I wasn't the you... one who named it, okay? I was <laughs> the one who named I was the one who named the black one. Nightshade. Nice. It, it seemed to fit. <laughs> so you have Hansel and Nightshade. <laughs> I was 14. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. I'd, well, I'd, it wasn't your pet anyway. I'd call them yeah, Hans and Olo. <laughs> Hans and um, uh, it's a Stargate joke. No one's going to get it. But anyway. So, what about you, Ash? Do you have any pets? Um, We have a killer goldfish. <clears throat> a killer named goldfish. A killer goldfish named Sparkles. Did you get it from SeaWorld? Ha ha ha. That's awesome. (laughs) No, my daughter um, spent two quarters on it at a fair at school and won it in a little plastic sandwich bag and brought it home. And then we spent about $40 on a fish tank and food and gravel and all that stuff. Wow. And... Yes, and it got too big for that one, and the tank was messed up, so then we had to buy a bigger one, so that was another $40 or so, So, and it's huge. It's, like, gigantic, and every time we buy another goldfish and put it in there, it eats it. Wow. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Wow. <laughs> and we have two parakeets as well. Oh, yeah, I've heard them before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're loud. That's it. I'm really allergic to all animals, so 
We had a guinea pig, and I was too allergic to it, so we had to get rid of it. Dogs, mm. cats, anything with hair. <coughs> when I was really young, I think it was about five or six, uh, my teacher at, in little school, she kept snakes and tarantulas in our classroom. And it was really quite disturbing, because I'm arachnophobic. But... Uh, she used to let us strike the snake, which was pretty cool. People think the snakes are slimy, but they're pretty dry. And they feel nice. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that's going to sound up. That's going to sound wrong. <laughs> you were about to say, I felt the snake. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I caught myself. Uh, I, no matter how I say it, it's going to seem wrong. I've pet a snake before. It's, it's, it's like, it's dry and scaly. Feels nice, like you said. And same as you, my, um, my mom is allergic to cats as well, so we can never have cats in this house. We can have kittens, but once they grow up, we can't. We have to give them away. Oh, I want to Yeah. Damn it. My friend, uh, he looked after a snake for a little while while like his cousin was on holiday or something, and uh, like he had to keep he he had to keep these little frozen mice and thaw them out in hot water, and then he'd like drop them in the little snake tank, and he'd jump up and swallow them whole. It was ace. Wow, that sounds like it would smell. But no, yeah. no, no, because they they're frozen, and then you just put them in the tank and it eats them straight away and then that's it. Mm. Whenever I, I, I think really of don't dead know animals. anything about ke- keeping snakes, but yeah. When, whenever I think of dead animals, I think of the smell from aldehyde. Oh, that's such yeah. a pleasant smell. I actually held a python before. Awesome. How big was it? It was huge. It was really big. <laughs> I have a picture... I'm sure you do. We should put Maybe that in, in the send... in the podcast, actually. I will. I'll send it to you, and you can put it in there. I wanted to show my daughter that she could be brave and touch it, so I <laughs> I held it. <laughs> nice. Mm. We'll let everyone make the jokes now instead. <laughs> okay. Does anybody else have any questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on swiftly. <laughs> right. Mine's a bit more of a... Not really a... Well, I guess it could be a personal question. I'm not going to read too much into it, but if you could have one superpower, what would you have? Andrew, you want to go? I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, I'll start Um, then. Okay, you start. I would have the ability to time travel without having any effect on causality. So I could, like, go back in time and observe stuff without uh, having no any disrupt- effect on, on like, future no events. Disrupt- yeah. No disruption of the space-time continuum. Someone's Major been paradox. watching Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> but Mikey... And back yeah. to the future. But Mikey... Yeah. If you were to travel back in time, even though you didn't change anything back in time your current present would be changed because you would have observed and learned something else that you wouldn't have learned had you not traveled back in time. Uh, yes, what do you think of that? 
<laughs> well, very, very wise. Mm, nice. But if I would, <laughs> if I didn't know it in present, no, hold on. It depends on what school of thought you uh, take when you discuss time travel, because one theory is if you went back and if you travel through time and change something, you would create a, a parallel alternate universe or something or reality, whatever you want to call it. So. Technically, me travelling back in time would create a second reality where I had travelled back in time, separate to the one where, in the present, where I hadn't travelled back in time, which I think is what you're trying to say. <laughs> this this is making me think of string theory. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm think I'm digging myself a hole that I can't get out of, but. Um, or there'd be like the loop of me. I don't know. If I went back in time, then in the present I would know that I'd been back in time because I. It was a past event that had already happened. Exactly. Right. Yes. Even if you change, you would have changed the five seconds prior because you five you wouldn't have traveled back in time, right? No, right. If if I were to travel back in time ten seconds right now, then I would know that I was about to travel back in time by ten seconds because I'd already have done it. Right. Right. Yeah. It's pretty deep. Yeah. Unless, unless you travel back to the time where you were just staring at a wall and nothing has changed. Except for that you've traveled back in time. But what if you didn't know that? But I will have known it because it, it would have already happened. Randomly happened. <laughs> what if it just randomly happened that you traveled back in time like ten seconds and well, like, you're staring at a wall? So when I was thinking about it, I really wasn't thinking about that aspect of it. I was kind of thinking about, you know, you travel back in time and then you learn something else that you wouldn't have known had you not traveled back in time. So it would kind of change the way that you would act from that point forward when you got back into the current time. So it would have an effect. Oh, whatever. What's your... <laughs> what, what was your superpower? It's moving um, on. I could have any superpower. I was going to go with invisibility, but I've been re- list- I've been reading and listening to a lot of uh, physics things, and I I think I'd go with time travel. Anyway, yeah. I I really I don't I think any superpower I pick is going to have a positive side and a negative side. So I'm just going to go with. I think I would pick the ability to see the future. But then when I think about that, actually having that power, I don't think I would like it because then I would know things that I... And, and I think it would be really sad. And so. depending on how good of a person you are, you'd yeah. spend your 
entire life trying to prevent bad things happening to people. And exactly. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. We we are really getting into the whole heroes business. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my superpower. I think I would want to have telekinesis. I like the thought of just with a thought I can just bring like a cup over to me. If it's all the way on the other side of the room, I want it to bring with me right now. <laughs> a cup full of coffee. Yes, a cup full of coffee. Mm. I thought mm. your superpower would be something like the ability to... You'd have like a <laughs> refilling cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice too. Very ideal. But telekinesis... Uh, <laughs> Thinking about it now, actually, I think I'd go with flying. Wouldn't that just be great, just to fly? I think I'd like to be. I think I'd like to be Elastigirl from The Incredibles. She was cool. Or Mister Incredible from The Fantastic Four. Yeah. Same thing, really. There's a wait. There's a Mister Incredible in The Fantastic Four. Oh, Mister Fantastic, (laughs) then. Uh, okay. oh, I'm with it, Andrew. What the Mr. Hell? I'm like, wait, I, I saw know. that movie. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. That's the man. <laughs> oh, about eight nerd, comic book nerds that are listening just mm. started crying. <laughs> <laughs> eight? That's a pretty I'm high sorry. number for us. No count. <laughs> um, does anybody else have questions? Andrew, mm, you yes. had a question. Yes. What have you, both of you, have you seen any good movies lately? I just got a few new DVDs, and one of them was A Bug's Life. And, uh, how old's this film now? Like, uh, ten years, maybe? Or more. Yeah, and it's quite astonishing how far Pixar has come since then I don't mean, I said this on Twitter and people thought I meant that I didn't like A Bug's Life because it was crap but I meant visually like yeah just stuff you'd see in A Bug's Life there's games now that have better graphics right and and I remember when that first came out and we were like wow this Pixar is amazing yeah Oh, did you know uh, Pixar was, uh, I think it was co-founded with, uh, by Steve Jobs, the uh, CEO of Apple. Of Apple? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's why, like, whenever there's a new Apple product, they always showcase it using a Pixar thing. Like, the iPad had Up on it, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think I heard about the that whole Steve Jobs thing. So I I saw like a documentary of Pixar. I was bored. Of, I had nothing to do, so at least it's something cool like Pixar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, Ash, what's your? Um, I don't. I haven't really seen any movies lately, but I did uh, get Romeo and Juliet from Netflix with Leonardo DiCaprio and I haven't watched it yet and I really want to watch it so haven't you seen it before? no I haven't seen it before Uh, uh, we were made to watch it in um, 
I think it was English class. I can't remember what class it was, but we were made to watch it, and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not really that a big version? Shakespeare fan. Yeah. Yeah, we. Our teacher had us do the same, and yeah, it was English class for us. I think I was in. Yeah, I was in tenth grade. So. Uh, okay, well, it was, it was okay. that came out after I that movie came out after I was done going to school. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you seem young. I don't know. Uh, I like the idea that they've taken that and put it in a modern setting, but I don't like. Maybe I'm just not a Shakespeare fan. I just it didn't grasp me at all. Yeah. Yeah, my friends. My friend Steph said they're wet a lot. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> they're wet. I don't know. That's <clears throat> uh, been a okay. long time since I've seen it. So yeah. What about you, Andrew? Have you seen any good films? Uh, the last movie that I saw in the theaters would have to be Sherlock Holmes, and I found that pretty enjoyable, actually. Was, uh, the only thing I, th- I think was wrong with that film was that it came out at the same time as Avatar and didn't get enough publicity. Yeah, that's, that was true. But I, I still haven't seen Avatar yet, actually. What? Yeah, oh, I know. Sense. Shameful. Shameful. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll see it one of these days, but... You have to see it in 3D. It's like, it'll blow your mind. Yes, you have to. That's the whole purpose of the film, is to see it in IMAX 3D. I agree. I wish I would have seen it, but the people I went with refused. They were like, no, we don't want to watch it in 3D. It tires our eyes out. What? You should have gone seeing it on your own. Seriously, (laughs) go and see it in 3D. Maybe. Yeah. I think it's still out. That's... That's my my thing too. It's like if I see something in three D, my eyes get a little bit tired. But if you say three, it's watched in three D, then I'll watch it in three D. Well, it, it's well. my understanding that it's not the same sort of three D thing that you'll have seen before, because say okay. for example, the Harry Potter films, uh, there's like a, a little bit of it is three D, like a ten minute section of the film, but yeah. the whole the whole of Avatar is in three D. Uh-huh. So yeah, like, we saw um, up in 3D, and I loved it. I thought it was excellent. The whole movie is in 3D. Yeah, that's what Avatar's like. You, uh, it's it's like I've heard people who are in their 40s saying things like, uh, "I've never felt this way in a cinema since seeing Star Wars for the first time," and. <laughs> I think my dad told me that Star Wars was the first film he saw with surround sound, and that first opening shot with the Star Destroyer flying overhead, over the camera, and you really felt like the the ship was actually flying over you because the way the sound the surround sound worked, and like it was this new thing. Yeah, that must have been cool yeah. back then. It's really ah, oh, just go and see it seriously. All right. All right, I'll go see it. Now I want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it three times. Mm. Twice in 3D. It was cool. You've seen it three times? Yeah. I'd go wow. see it again, but... Well, you should oh. just come to come to Florida and then we'll see it over here. Okay. That's what you should do, yeah. I've got a week off now, actually. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Andrew, you live in Florida? Yes, I live in Florida. 
Yes, so you'll be at the Infinitus? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's playing this are whole you, big thing. Are you running it? Am I running it? Are you, are you involved I, with the planning of it and stuff? Uh, um, I wouldn't say that, but planning to go, yes, but not actually in it, you know. Well, that would be a good job to have. Yeah, it would be, but I want to enjoy it without, you know. Yeah. Apparently this is the last uh, Harry Potter conference that HPEF is doing. Yeah. Which sucks. But that's still LeakyCon in 2011. Well, that should be fun, but I don't know if I'll be able to go to that one. So this will be probably my first and last HP conference. No. Yeah. Sorry to say. Oh, well. I'll have to hold our own HP conference. (laughs) We should. We should. Just gather a whole bunch of us and just have fun. Definitely. That would be fun. Yeah. So should we move on to the news? Yes, we should. Okay, our first news item today is name our mascot. Because um, the little character that's on our logo doesn't have a name yet. So if you have any suggestions for names, send them in. Andrew, are you on Twitter? Yes, but uh, I I rarely do. I rarely use Twitter much anymore. I, I use Facebook most of the time now. Well, Mikey and I are on Twitter all the time. Yeah. And yeah. Mikey, Mikey found out a pretty um, funny item that's coming up for sale in June. That is uh, for um, dogs to have their own Twitter account. Oh, really? Yes. This yeah. is completely ridiculous. <laughs> so it's, it's a collar that your dog would wear, and it, it can tell by your dog's movements what is what your dog is doing and it says it can detect 500 different activities and turn them into tweets. Oh, my God. <laughs> so your dog can have its own Twitter account, and it, it could say things like, it's not the I catching the of the tail, it's the chase. <laughs> I want the crap. What? I want a crap. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another one that says, guess what I'm looking right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is disgusting. And I wanted to uh, find some tweets from dogs that have this product, but it doesn't come out on shelves until June. So if you are like a Paris Hilton with your dog, you might want to get your dog a Twitter so you'll know what it's doing all the time. So in our next news item, um, I don't know how much you guys would care about this, but I thought it was kind of exciting. Target stores um, posted on YouTube a new moon deleted scene. And um, I just thought it was kind of cool that they posted something kind of to tease people and keep them looking forward to the DVD coming out. On to the Olympic news. This will be our last update. And I just wanted to say the medal count. The U.S. has 35 medals. Germany has 28 and Canada has 23. And then I looked for Great Britain. It's down there somewhere. Let's see. Great Ouch. Britain has one still. Sorry. <laughs> Ouch. What was, what was that one? Um, um, it was in, uh, let's see, it's the women's. 
alpine skiing or something with downhill skiing. Shoot, I can't remember which one specifically. No one in our country knows it either. It's okay. I don't think it was the giant slalom. <laughs> Nobody in your country knows. <laughs> Aww, the poor lady that won it. Did you see Sean White? Um, sure. Snowboarding in the half pipe. Um, nope. Nope, didn't. Oh, that was excellent. That was my favorite. That might actually be one thing that I would enjoy watching. I, you, you know how they, they've disrupted all the TV schedules and stuff in America, like, uh, there was no episode of, like, Big Bang Theory and The Office and stuff last week, because, and this week, I think, because of the Olympics being shown. Right, everything's on repeats. I don't think anything like that has happened over here. Really? Yeah, like everything's just running at the same time. Well, you just wait until the Olympics come to London. (laughs) Yeah, you can't wait. Oh, talking of American TV, actually. As people might have guessed from previous episodes, I'm a Battlestar Galactica fan. And... The guy who plays, or played, Caius Baltar, his name's James Callis, he's just been cast for a recurring role, I think, in Flash Forward. And I, I've never seen oh. it, but I heard that piece of news and I thought, oh cool, I'm going to check this out. So, Flash Forward, that, that's a pretty good news show, I like it. Awesome. I shall, yeah. I shall check it out this week, because I've got the week off. Is that new this week? I mean, this year, this season. Uh, I, th- I thought I saw a commercial of uh, new, yeah, new episodes. Yeah. It's my understanding that they had a premiere in, I think, November last year. Yeah, yeah, some some around the fall time. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think that either there wasn't much interest or, or some sort of scheduling conflict. I think the premise of the show is like everyone on the planet just exp- like had a flash forward and a glimpse into the future. Yeah. Or something, yeah. It's pretty much it. And it's a whole big drama afterwards. I shall check it out this week. Awesome. And report back next week. Stay tuned. <laughs> Alright. Well, we're recording on a Saturday this week. And if anyone pays attention to the news, there was a pretty massive earthquake in uh, just off the coast of Chile in South America. Yes, it it was an eight point eight. Yeah, magnitude. I I don't know. Wow. Uh, how that works anymore? Because I was taught the Richter scale in school, but I've been told uh, in university that no one uses the Richter scale anymore. Really? That's what? Really? I assumed that's what yeah. they were using. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were using the Richter scale yeah, as well. I don't know. Maybe that's something I misheard. I don't know. But either way, an 8.8 magnitude earthquake is very, very destructive and catastrophic. And I heard that a wave hit San Francisco, and um, Hawaii is experiencing the tsunami now, but it sounds like the worst of it is not going to be as bad as they originally we're worrying about so yeah, there's, uh, hopefully I mean it's it's going on right now so we don't even know there was a huge tsunami warning put out and uh, mm. and there's a 
a list on the USGS website. There's a lot of places that, well, first off, a lot of places I've never heard of, and there's a few places I th- I'd have thought wouldn't need a tsunami warning, like Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> there's also the Philippines on that list, and that's where my mum's from, and that's how I found out about the earthquake. She told me there's a lot right. of warnings about that. See, this is the thing that was missing when there was the uh, the Boxing Day earthquake a few years ago that killed like 200,000 people or whatever it was. They yeah. tried to... They, in the Pacific, they have this um, like early warning system. And a lot of... Con- I think a lot of countries pulled together and paid to have this huge early warning system put into the ocean. So they'd know if something was... if the tsunami was about to hit. And they tried to do this thing in that part of like the Indian Ocean and that part of the world. But they refused to pay for it because they're all third world countries and they thought they'd be wasting their money. And then, bam, tsunami. Thousands dead. Wow, I didn't know that, Mikey. That's what happens when you're a geology student and your your teacher tells you on at the beginning of the Christmas holiday, make sure you watch the news for any geological things that might be happening. Where there's something there's a big earthquake expected. And then we come back and there's a He knew they were expecting a big earthquake? Wow. Well he keep he always said that before we went on a school break. And then we come back and then like thousands of people were dead and he was like, Yep, see I told you. Moving on. Yeah, we just we thought we should mention that because that was pretty big news. We like to stay on top of these right. things. Okay, that concludes our news topics this week. And now we'll continue our main discussion with part two of our Halo Reach coverage. So, uh, while we were on the subject of equipment uh, and speaking of Spartan 3s, in the beginning of Ghosts of Onyx, in like the prologue, there's a scene where some Spartan 3s pick up jackal shields. So do you reckon we might be able to do that? Oh, I really hope so. It would be the first game where they've done that. I mean, people have been thinking they would do that in ODST and Halo 3 for that reason. Um, Yeah, I... Yeah. And there was that, like, photoshopped image of, like, the Halo 2 chief holding a shield and a plasma grenade, wasn't there? Or was that... Have I made that up? Oh, no, I think I would do it much in that. Well, I was just thinking, can have they even announced that you can dual wield? No, they've told they've actually announced you can't. Ah. Well, they've, taken, they've taken it out. I'm not entirely sure why. But I, I'm guessing they're going... They, they looked at Halo 1 and they saw, you know, no dual wielding, most popular of the three. Halo yeah. 2, dual wielding, people complained. So they've. I think they're really trying to strip it down and take as much from Halo 1 as they can do, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's that much of a bad thing, really. I'm wondering uh, if, in Halo 1, plasma weapons used to be able to like slow you down. They would, especially vehicles, like you could effectively keep a vehicle... Frozen. I'm not talking about disabling the engine, like, they, like the EMP effect of the plasma, plasma pistols in Halo 3. Yeah. I'm talking, like, when as you were shooting... It would just slow the vehicle down. It would slow a player down. Like you couldn't react while you were getting shot with plasma. And I'm yes. wondering if, because they're making bullets 
hit targets much quicker if they're going to give plasma a different effect, such as what they did in Halo 1, where it slowed everything down. Yeah, I think they they massively nerfed plasma in Halo 2 and 3 for uh, taking yeah. off health as well. Yeah, it was still really good at taking off health in Halo 1, so I think they'll probably make it more effective against taking down health bars. Mm-hmm. Because it was just absolutely useless in Halo 2 and 3. So, uh, another weapon that we've seen in the Vidoc was the grenade launcher. And horribly overpowered. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And I I don't like the look of it. It looks too it looks like a the inside of a kitchen roll with that's been spray painted grey. It looks do you remember that kid on YouTube who'd made all those weapons out of cardboard? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he made it. I was gonna get into commission for me. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, God. I was kidding. Anyway, um, kid that did, he did all the different like actions like perfectly. It was so depressing. I know. <laughs> yeah, it made me look more than me. It was quite. No, um, I actually feel kind of the opposite to you. I think it's cool. I mean, they're talking about how they want some weapons to be really overpowered. Um, to make you feel make really them, powerful. To make them, you know, wanted. Yeah. In Halo. You know, all the halos have basically been, as long as you've got a long-range, like, automatic, we- semi-automatic weapon, like the BR or the pistol, and a sniper, then, you know, you're good to go, pretty much. Um, so I think they're trying to change that, maybe, and make some weapons really overpowered for certain uses. I don't know, just, just to change the whole weapon set ideal, because, I mean, I'll freely admit to this that I as long as I've got a BR or a pistol or something I'm happy I'll use whatever weapon with it and maybe they're just trying to change it around so all weapons have different uses yeah, yeah I was just I was just thinking they might give you some super powerful weapons in like the campaign for particularly hard bits just to make it more fun but they won't necessarily put them in multiplayer for the reason that they will be overpowered well with the grenade launcher if we're having bigger scale battles with more enemies on screen yeah yeah It'll be fun. Yeah, no, I heard they're nerfing the Spartan laser as well, actually. Oh, what? Uh, I've heard be... they are making it less powerful. Uh, maybe it'll be longer charge time or something. Oh, I wouldn't mind that so much. Ooh, from, from what they've shown in the pistol as well, it looks pretty good. Like it's got a little zoom on it as well, like it did in Halo One. Uh, well, actually, they were talking about that in. If you read the Bungie weekly update for the nineteenth of February. Um, one of, I can't, I think it was Irk, whoever does the uh, Bungie Weekly Update blog, he was talking about how the pistol is probably just, like, a really powerful and useful sidearm, and how he was scared they might nerf it, but he was talking to one of the developers, uh, one of the, like, weapon dev people, yeah. um, and they actually said that it's, most weapons are pretty much locked in what they're going to perform like, so he said he was pretty happy with that, because the pistol is really damn good. Um, you know, there might be minor changes when it goes through alpha and beta phases, see what effect that has. But. Yeah. Because that's... I'm worried that it'll be like the Halo 1 pistol, and then that's like the one thing that everyone just uses and rapes everyone with it. Well, it's the same with the BR, isn't it? I mean, in yeah. Halo 2, if you didn't have one of them, you were screwed. Are there any other new weapons that we've seen? Uh, the needle rifle. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Although we haven't seen any footage of that, they've just spoken about it. Yeah, I'm pretty sceptical. I don't like the look of it. And I think I remember listening to something somewhere where they said uh, that you can't get New York to super combine uh, on a shield. You have to get the shield down and then super combine it on them when they don't have a shield up. Wow, that sounds like it's going to be pretty difficult to use. But uh, the only but way that could... Hmm. I was going to say, the only way they can really compensate for that is if they make the DMR less really ineffective on shields and make the needle rifle more effective on shields for like them to balance out, if you like. Right, yeah. Because if it takes three shots on an unshielded opponent to kill with the needle rifle, yeah. it would make sense for it to be really powerful against shields and like the opposite to the DMR, so they've got different uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Okay, moving it on a bit, uh, we've seen uh, there's new enemies, there's the new uh, jackal, what are they called? Skirmishers. Skirmishers, yeah. Skirmishers, yeah. And I'm sure, I, I'm probably just misremembering it, but there are brutes in this as well, aren't there? Yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah on the vidoc at about four and a half minutes, there's like someone working on the model of the brute. Someone's in the oh, yeah. Yeah, so like, but that was the only indication I saw of it. Like, I haven't heard anyone talk about brutes at all, so I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with them. But you did say that they're getting rid of spike grenades. Yeah, so I did talk about that as well. And yeah, I, I, they might be cutting back the brute weaponry then. Just yeah, so it shows I, I like guess an earlier before, stage. Of them. Before Reach started, I don't think the brutes was well ingrained in the Covenant, so they probably weren't. Their weapons probably weren't as prevalent. Yeah. Things their influence wasn't as great. So I hope they still have the gravity hammer. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Gotta keep mm, that. I don't see the point in it really. On maybe on bosses, if you like. Yeah, that's what I was mobs, thinking. But, uh, nah. Other than that. So, is there any difference between a jackal and a skirmisher, other than? the skirmishers black with different feathers or something they basically just said the skirmisher is going to be like the shock troop right I think it's the same species right yeah they're the same species just like it's just like the more, more vicious version yeah they said the more the more muscular like heavy built ones were skirmishers and the weaker That's ones it. were jackals and stuff. That's it, yeah. so I think the jackals are the snipers things and then the foot troop the, like the foot soldiers type of thing uh, are going to be skirmishes, and I reckon they'll actually be. I mean, jackals in all the Halo games have been more just annoying than deadly because you know they've got their shields, so they're really useful. But Ugh. I reckon these skirmishes will be a lot stronger and more deadly. Maybe not as defensive as normal jackals, if you like. But mm. yeah, yeah, they'll probably have needle rifles all the time as well. Okay, mm. but uh, we also saw new vehicles we saw like civilian trucks and stuff oh I mean, yeah that's not the only model I really do yeah, <laughs> yeah. there'll probably be more oh I don't know whether you do know but they've announced that the Falcon's pre- uh, fully flyable in uh, both campaign and multiplayer yeah, yeah saw that but no I think I, I, it's a really cool looking vehicle and yeah I'm looking forward to it I'm not sure if that means they've taken pelicans out or not but you know the fact that we can drive like this yeah, I did wonder that, because I haven't seen any pelicans in earlier cutscenes or anything. Well, there's definitely pelicans in that, like, time, because from reading Fall of Reach. 
Well, yeah, well, the, the, the Pillar of Autumn is equipped with a load of pelicans, isn't it? Not supposed to be an orbit above yeah. reach. And that's Actually, like a, an I, old, outdated ship yeah. at that point, isn't it? Towards the end of the recent Vidar, uh, the Vidark, um, there's a load of... They're rendered, but they're not um, coloured in, if you like. Um, you know, there's a load of marines, like, charging in warthogs and mongooses and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I was about to ask. There's some pelicans in the background there, thinking about it, I think. Oh, is there? I'm yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So what are those, like, those planes in that sequence? Are those the Falcons? Those are Falcons. Yeah. Falcons, like, you know the uh, the world premiere of Halo Reach, when the, yeah. when they get on those uh, ships and take off, those are, those are Falcons. Alright, so they're I not going to have Hornets hawks, Like in, uh, No, they're not Hornets. I thought they'd be like Hawks from um, Halo Wars, but I guess yes. they just changed the name. Yeah, I thought they were like Hawks as well, but yeah. Either. Does that mean they're not going to have the Hornet anymore? Uh, I don't know. It looks a lot bigger than the Hornet. Yeah, I'm hoping they've taken the Hornet out, because honestly, it was... If you were on the side of it, you were far too exposed. Um, if they're making all the weapons more powerful, I guess that might compensate for the beastly vehicles they're going to bring out. Mm. But... I don't know. It's, it's going to be very difficult to balance all this, because obviously if you've got an awesome vehicle you need equally awesome weapons to take it out. But then the game just becomes about whoring them. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of going off on a tangent, really. It's like... All more about vehicles. I hope they put uh, troop hogs in multiplayer this time around. That would be good. I wouldn't mind if there was some more protection. Maybe, like, they were more resistant to explosives or something like that, because, you know, if you've got five members of your team in a hog and then just gets trashed in one splazer shot, you've lost five members. Maybe that's why well, that's so, pretty much of uh, nerfing the Spartan laser. Maybe that's reason why. Quite possibly, yeah. I hope they if they bring the missile pod and like you know the um what is it support equipment. Mm. Like, I hope if they bring it back, they don't make it quite as useless because the only good support weapon out of the four there were, out that the four being flamethrower, missile pod, plasma turret. And chain gun. The only useful one was the chain gun because so the bullets travelled a lot faster. Yeah. The others were all pretty naff. Well, this pod was alright in like large things where you have to take down vehicles. Yeah. I just hope they put the the gorse hog on more maps this time. Ah, uh, they better. Well, they they've oh got full forge and they're bringing back all the forge and save films and everything, aren't they? So. Oh, are they? I, I hadn't heard about them. Confirming Forge, actually. Oh, really? I've, I'm pretty sure I read that they've... No, I, 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 they probably have done, I just haven't seen anything on it, so no, that's cool. I was wondering if they would, actually, because they've got a big following on... Um, I'm sure, you know, yeah. There's various websites dedicated to making multiplayer maps. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure they've got still got Forge and everything like that. Um, mm. yeah. Oh, well, they've also said... Um, I was wondering about whether they'd increase the amount of co-op, like, for campaign and stuff, but they said it was still four four player co-op for campaign. Didn't know if you knew that. And it's still going to... Oh, yeah, I, I did hear that, actually. And it'll still have like all the split screen and all that stuff that makes it awesome. Nice. Okay, so uh, the date that they've set for the multiplayer beta is May the 3rd. I know that your exams start around then. Oh, I don't... Yeah, well... Uh, yeah. They always time it so badly. Yeah, m- all my exams are pretty much going on towards the end of May and start of June. So 
I don't know. I'm going to have to work pretty damn hard over Easter, and then hopefully he can just procrastinate hideously and play lots of Reach. <laughs> yeah, well, all my exams are going to be then as well. I'm just going to have to juggle the uh, the times. Well, uh, I was just going to say the, the base is probably out for a couple of weeks, so it won't like exactly be going over the exam time. Yeah. And if the release date release dates are any like anything like ODST and Halo Three, then uh, Reach will probably come I, out. I, I don't like, think you realise how much I'm going to be playing this beta. I only have two lectures in the two weeks before my exams, and that corresponds, you know, that coincides with when the beta's out. I'm not going to be doing very much work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. oh, funny. I reckon uh, they'll probably bring it out in September, seeing as they have done that with uh, Halo yeah, Three. No, that's that's Yeah. Okay, yeah. then. The thing is, I mean, I like how they're bringing out all these VDOCs and stuff like that. It's really cool, but I don't want them to release and show too much because it just means you're not surprised or shocked by many things well, when they, it actually they does come out. They're still keeping a lot of stuff back, even even for the beta. They said that there's uh, a load of new armor abilities. Although they've only announced two armor abilities, they said there'll be a lot more of those. Uh, and maps obviously in game types they said some classic ones like Mario 3 but also brand new ones that we've like, never even seen before that they're not even going to announce which I think mm. should be pretty so I still think they're keeping quite a lot back well I hope so I just don't want them to release I mean don't get me wrong I love seeing all the information they're releasing but at the same time I also like the feeling <laughs> when I see something cool that they haven't talked about and it's like wow that's cool just what Bungie does, I guess. Okay, final question. What do you? What is the one thing that you really want to see that we haven't heard about? Or something that you really want to be included in the game? That silence is me thinking... <laughs> about um, I really don't know. Um, well, it's hard... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that I thought was really would have been a really cool idea when we were playing Halo Three was it would be cool if you were playing co-op with your friends to have your multiplayer model in in the campaign. And you've already said that that's going to be like your campaign player. The changes you make will be on your multiplayer guy. So yeah, yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, just does that I. I didn't know that before this conversation, so I initially thought that, like, if you're playing four-player co-op, like, the other three people would take control of, like, three of the other Spartan people that you're always in squad I with. saw something on game trailers, I think it was, where they were talking about... It was it was related to X-10, but I think they were talking about customization, and then they referred to how whichever one you have in single-player goes to multiplayer as well. Right. So uh, you, you can probably check that out somewhere. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Uh, one thing I do hope they put in is um, bring back firefight mode from ODST in Reach. Yeah. Because they haven't definitely confirmed that yet, but I think it's probably a strong possibility. Yeah, what with all their talk about large-scale battles and Yeah, exactly. And, stuff. and, I, and I thought, uh, like, so it was asked one of the questions, and their reply was, uh, we're not ready to announce that yet. However, we've never left something good out of the game yet, so I'm making well, it. Well, that's going to be well, hopefully. Yeah, but I think they'll probably like reinvent it somehow, but I'm hoping it's just going to be like really awesome. One thing I do want um, is, I mean, you're playing Spartans, yeah? I want it to feel like you are a Spartan. I, I don't know, I want it to... It's hard to have realism in a game like Halo, but yeah, I kind of want more 
realism, so you really feel you are this awesome Spartan, but at the same time you are vulnerable. Meaning I, I don't know, that the Marines will actually be able to get killed before you do. Yeah, things like that. <laughs> I just, I want it to, well, and that happens anyway. Marines are generally pants on head retarded, to quote Yahtzee. Uh, yeah, but, but they can um, take, like... That's one thing I want them to change, the AI, so they don't drive into walls and stuff like oh that. Oh my god, uh, if, there's one, if there's one thing they can change, it's where you choose where Marines sit in a warhog. I'm sick and tired of giving a yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting to the back of my hog, and then trying to switch them around, and oh, it's just such a... And then when you're trying to change them around, one gets in the driver's seat and drives off. Oh yes. god, that's so frustrating. I Yeah. If you I wanted to capture the feeling I got from Halo. I don't know, I can't, it, that's a really difficult thing to say, because I don't know what feeling it is exactly I got from Halo 1, but I don't know, I think they're going in the right direction to achieving it. Oh, but, oh I... Yeah, I just want it to be... Oh, seeing as they're bringing back loads of features from Halo 1, I also hope that uh, when you're riding in the side of a hog, you're going to first-person mode, because I thought that was so Or at least more. give you the option to switch between... Yeah, I thought it was much more awesome being in first-person mode on the on in the side of a hog. It was much better. Uh, uh, going back to what you said about bringing, if they brought in firefight mode, uh, uh, one of the things, the early speculations I heard about Reach was that it would be like uh, Left for Dead. So maybe the improved firefight mode could be something like Left for Dead, where uh, I've never played it, but my understanding is. It's like firefight in a way, like there's waves and waves of enemies coming at you, and you, but you have to fight your way like across the map. Is yeah, that like, that is generally the like you have to get to an objective or a door yeah. or something to escape. I'm hoping to expand upon firefights and kind of like have different game modes where one of them will be like defense, where you're just in this huge building like with loads of weaponry and stuff, and you have yeah. to defend from wave after wave and stuff. Like oh, like a time trial type thing where you've got to assault a covenant thing and secure some objective. Um, yeah, and there's like time trials and they have like leaderboards and crap like that. Yeah, that would be really cool. Oh, I'd love that. Seriously. Well, I mean, the thing about this game is, I mean, Bungie created Halo. They nurtured Halo as it's grown into this huge, like you know, platform selling thing. It, it effectively is what made the Xbox yeah. and the Xbox 360 so popular. But Microsoft have bought the uh, IP to Halo, and so Bungie are losing Halo after this game. So I think they're going to try and make it... I mean, the thing, like Marty O'Donnell at the end of the Redoc says this is like the... I can't remember exactly. It's, like it's the quintessential Halo made by the people that created Halo. You know, it's going to be... The, no, that's it, the definitive, the definitive yeah. by the people created by you know, created by the people that came up with it in the first place. So I think they're gonna try and go out with a bang because all other Halo games that I mean I don't that's this is another topic, but I don't want them to drag Halo out too long because it'll just get crappy. But um this will be like the definitive thing as they've said. Um Yeah, so I, I think it will be the best that can make it. Yeah, I think they're just going to put all the put, put all the effort into making it as good as like, it can be. Mm. Uh, two things. Uh, you said IP for anyone listening. That means intellectual property. Yeah, because I 
I've heard that thrown around a lot, and I've only recently figured out what it meant. Uh, and a lot of games recently that come out, uh, they rely a lot upon uh, downloadable content being released later on down the line. And Halo, the only downloadable content we've seen is new multiplayer maps. Do you reckon we might see some campaign content? If seeing as it's their last game, their last Bungie's last Halo game, do you reckon we'll see some something like that to prolong the experience? Mm, honestly, I would prefer it if it was the f- as full a game as it can possibly get, instead of them skimping out and making. I mean, don't get me wrong, extra campaign missions would be cool. But I don't think they should half-ass the first, you know, the released game, just so they can spend a bit more time on a couple of missions. Uh, releasing more maps, I'm in favour of, because generally the quality of maps get better the longer they take to produce them. Yeah, um, I'm sure, I have a load of new maps. Oh, uh, one I thing I want like, them to, to include yeah. is a remake of Relic from Halo Two. Yeah, I well just to. Say, I think I heard them say that all the every multiplayer map is based from a section of the campaign. So I don't know if there'll be any remakes on Palm Well, no. Um, I read something on this. They addressed it in the weekly update from the 19th of February. Uh, they actually said, while it's true that all multiplayer maps will like star in campaign, they've actually been created externally to the campaign and then like inserted into it. Yeah. So they've all been, they're all like proper multiplayer maps in their own right, but you will like see references to them and stuff like that while you're going through the campaign. So it's possible that there will, there will be some remakes. Um, well, you could, well, that means you could go through a bit of the campaign that looks like Zanzibar. Yeah, something like that. I suppose it's like saying that um, the map Rat's Nest in Halo 3 is like uh, Crow's Nest from... Uh, the campaign of Halo 3. The stuff kind of looks the same, but obviously it's a completely different map. So, yeah. Hmm, I don't know. Right, any more things you want to talk about? The music. Ah, uh, the music. Oh, the, that section in the vidoc where the, uh, he's, Marty O'Donnell is talking about the music, and it just sounds so great. They've, they've confirmed that they're not going to star the Halo theme in this game. You know, like the the, the tune yeah. everyone knows. Hey, I always you know, I would hum it, but it's far too queer. I um, associate that with Master, Master Chief because, like, yeah. with ODST, oh, I love that soundtrack. Um, I've got to say that is probably the best. It's maybe the least iconic, like the least recognisable, but it is the best quality of soundtrack they've done yet. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing. But like that, they went with a completely different style of music. Well, they, they, they incorporated, like, jazz and stuff into uh, and sax ODST. and things like that for yeah. ODST, and it does sound amazing. Um, but, like, that's a completely separate identity for the ODST. Than but, yeah, at the same time, this is also a completely separate identity to the other, the Halo trilogy. Yeah. So I reckon this one will be just as individual itself, and... You know, I, I haven't known Marty to really make a bad soundtrack. I didn't like Halo 3 soundtrack in a way because it was just recycling Halo 1 and 2. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was done in a good way, but it just sounded a bit... It was reminiscent, I guess. But, uh, now nah, the, uh... 
I'm sure they will make the music for this game really damn good. I'm hopeful. Just that one clip from that vidog just sounds... I don't know. Just something about it. Maybe I'm just anticipating the game. Crazy sausage. What? what? <laughs> uh, one of the one of the developers of Halo describes the Halo Reach thing as a crazy sausage, and it just made me laugh. Cause, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about elites? What do you think of having elites back? I'm oh, so, I'm so high I'm about that. Yeah, I much preferred fighting elites. Definitely. Yeah. That's what I didn't like about the ODST campaign was because uh, it was taking place on Earth between Halo 2 and 3, I thought you'd still at least for a little while get to fight elites again. But that's like the one thing I missed during Halo 3 was fighting elites. So I'm mm. happy they brought it back. And uh, they look a lot bigger now. But from what you said about them actually being Spartan 3s, and you can tell because of the size difference between them and that... George guy was that his name? George. Yeah, George. Yeah, right. Yeah. The elites will look a bit, a lot bigger compared to Spawn threes. Yeah, yeah. So well, they've kind of like, I think. I mean, one thing I've drawn like from all the Halo games in like the first Halo game, the models weren't, you know, they weren't like greatly detailed, or whatever. Everyone looked a lot more chunky, and I quite liked that art style. Like, everyone looked a bit. I know it was. You know how Gears of War has everyone like with. 50-inch chests and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Huge. It, you know, everyone was kind of more blocky, and I liked that art style, but then in Halo 2, they tried to make it more... Like, Ch- Chief, if you compare Chief in Halo 1 to Halo 2, he looks yeah. like he's lost a hell of a lot of weight, because he looks a lot thinner and a lot taller. Taller in comparison to uh, how he was before. I mean, he's still huge, but he just yeah. didn't look as bulky and tough. If you, I don't know. If, do you see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Halo 3, they kind of changed that a little. Uh, he looked a bit more stocky. Uh, and then ev- all the spawns I've seen in Halo Reach, they seem to have changed all the proportions again, so they all look a lot more... Well, I don't know. Chunky is not the right word, no. but you know what I mean. George just looks like a beast. Yeah. So I thought... Uh, initially, I thought, when they introduced all these different characters, I thought maybe there'd be parts of the game where you could play as each one, like in ODST, you play as the different ODSTs. So No, well they've said that, yeah. that you, you know, you'll be walking alongside them, um, which makes me think, you know, as the game gets towards its end, you'll lose more and more teammates, and then probably by the end it's up to you to finish the job and blow yourself up, probably, I don't know. Um, Maybe if, if they that. ever do do extra campaign stuff as downloadable content. Maybe that could be like you do a, a backstory mission as George or you do mm. so, or something like that. Oh, that would be a pretty cool idea. What do you guys reckon the story will be like? Cause... Well, I'm just at the moment, the one thing well, just talking about uh, uh, George being if possibly being the Spartan 2 that trained the Spartan 3s. Uh... I think that would be a pretty cool thing to learn about, like, mm. if they all look Because he's not the leader of the squad, is he? No, Carter is. Yeah, so, uh, uh, if if he is the guy that trained them, it would be interesting to see how they interact. Mm. Um, One thing that's interesting to know is um, 
the first group of Spartan threes, like Alpha team. Yeah. And they were all apparently wiped out on one of their missions, but Emil is actually confirmed to be an Alpha member. So he survived when all the others didn't. He's so technically, even though he's probably not named, he's in Ghost of Onyx. Um, like cause he's the, alive during Ghosts of Onyx. I don't think he, I don't know where he was. Because um, like, is like, yeah, they the, yeah. that prologue bit where they all attack. That's beta. Oh, uh, right. Amazon. Well, well, um, that's another thing actually. Um, you know, during the world premiere of Reach, yeah. Um, Noble Six walks into the thing, tries to talk to Carter, Cat. Uh, the female Spartan stops him. Yeah. And then George looks at him and says, um, I didn't think anyone survived. Pegar he says Pegasi, which is kind of retarded. I'd say Pegasi, uh, which was the name of the planet that all the beta Spartans got dropped on. Um, but I thought there were the two survivors and they were the... No, that's Tom and Lucy, who were two different characters, um, which I don't think referenced at all. In, in uh, Reach, but basically it's just saying, like, he's a beta member who survived Pegasi Delta, which I find kind of strange, considering they all got... Like, mutilated. <laughs> pretty much. Wiped out. It's actually, if anyone, if there's one bit of Halo that I think anyone should read, it's probably that prologue, because it just sounds so awesome. Well, uh, all, of, all of Fall of Reach is awesome. Well, just just going to that, uh, like, how he survived, isn't he? In, he described as a lone wolf, so he might not have been mm. like to the Spartans while it was happening. Okay. Final thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I just hope Bungie... I don't want them to rush it. I want them to take their time with it and make it the best it possibly can be. Tom? Uh, yeah, I think they definitely shouldn't rush it and everything like that. I mean, it should be as good as it can be to reiterate what I've already said. Well, my thing... Uh, is that I just hope they really work on the scripting and storyline, because that's the thing that I like about We don't want another to war. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm dreading. And just get rid of the cheesiness and make it what it should be. Well, I mean, they've made made out this story's going to be a lot darker, so I reckon the scripting will be a lot more serious as a result. One thing I was going to mention, uh, you know, Buck, they've, they've referred that Buck from ODST might make an appearance in the game. Oh yeah, because he was at Reach, wasn't he? Yeah, he uh, makes a reference in the highway mission of ODST to... Uh, to where Dare, Dare tells him... Uh, yeah. Well, she he says, he says, oh god, they're killing everyone, just like Reach, let's Reach all over again or something, and then Dare says, uh, it's alright, you made it out of there, you can make it out of here. Oh, I want Dare to be in Reach. Any any reason to see uh, Trisha Helfer like in a game again? Well, I quite liked all the Firefly people that were in like those voice actors and characters and stuff. I thought they all they had good chemistry and stuff. So yeah, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind any of them making a yeah you know, an appearance. Right. Okay. I think we'll leave it there. Um, thanks for listening. This is Nick. And this is Tom. And back to the show. Welcome back. I hope you... Yay! Yay. Hello. 
I love that music that we ended with that ended the discussion. That was awesome. <laughs> I haven't heard it. <laughs> yeah, that was just something I threw together in like ten minutes. Ash, I know something's been troubling you recently. <laughs> okay, so I decided that I wanted to um, do like a few seconds each episode because I've been noticing nowadays, and maybe it's just because I'm old or something, but I I think I even used to talk to my girlfriend about this when we were in high school. So <clears throat> sometimes people just have really, really bad manners or they don't know how to act. And so today I just wanted to talk about the importance of a good handshake. When we were at a high school basketball game yesterday, they were announcing the starting lineup and every one of our kids went over as after they were announced their name, they went over and shook their opposing team's coach's hand. And then they shook our coach's hand and the ref's hands. And I noticed that every single time they went over and shook someone's hand, every one of the kids, they gave a firm handshake and looked the person right in the eye. And I think that both of those things are really important. And I have personally had experiences where I've met somebody for the first time and they don't look me in the eye when they shake my hand. They give me like the limp fish handshake. So I just wanted to point out if you don't know how to shake someone's hand, practice it with your friend or your family member. Because even girls, you know, you shake somebody's hand for the first time and you just think, okay, what are they afraid of? Why won't they? They're not even like whole, making contact with my hand. Okay, we've reached the part of our show where we like to talk about a, a new app or a website or something that we've discovered recently. And uh, I know we... Ash got a request this week. I got a request, and I have not gotten the app yet and tried it out, so I'm going to do that one next week. Ah, right. But one of our listeners um, emailed me a request. That's cool. Yes. So I decided this week I would pick a shopping type of a website, and I chose Etsy, E-T-S-Y, and it kind of reminds you of like an eBay, only it's all handmade items, lots of uh, jewelry, clothes, um, but also like posters, uh, decals for your phone or your computer, things like that. So I typed in um, owl, uh, Harry Potter so that I could see all the different choices for Harry Potter things, and I got a really cool set of stationery that's called Owl Post and they have have created like stamps and everything and you can just buy the whole set. But unlike eBay, the sellers that are selling actually set a price so it's not anything where you bid on it. And also, I uh, got a necklace for Christmas because I saw a necklace that I really liked based on the Twilight series and my sister-in-law got it for me and I wear it almost every day. I love it. Oh, that's cool. And if I need to make something, like my son had to make a journal for, um, the, like, because he was pretending to be Colin Powell. So I just went to Etsy.com and I typed in military journal so that I could see some ideas of what other people have made to kind of spark my creativity. 
So I kind of do a lot of copying from there too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can I could spend like three hours just surfing that website, just looking at one thing after another. It's, it's addictive. So I guess that concludes our show. Oh, I guess. Thanks so. to everybody. Thanks everybody for listening. And um, I hope that you can help us name our little character guy, who's our mascot. Yes, send in all your suggestions and any questions, any comments, any requests for next week's episodes or future episodes. And also, we're doing our Hunger Games discussion soon, so start sending in questions and things for that as well. Or comments or whatever. I think I'm going to read that a second time before I read the next book. Do you have <laughs> the next one yet? No, but I'll just buy it on my iKindle app. So That's a cool app. I should get that. I still want to have another thing that, like, it's just another place for me to spend money on books. Where I, And I've already got a stack of, like, 12 books that I haven't read yet. So... If you want to get hold of us with an email, our email address is podcast.wtf at googlemail.com. And if you use Twitter, our Twitter username is wtf underscore podcast. And we also have just made a Facebook group. And I think I'll have to just put a link in the show notes for that. If you just go to Facebook, search in groups for Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, you'll see our little logo. And, uh, yeah. Hey, you know what? Let's make a flare with our guy on it. Oh, that'd be cool. We should do that. Facebook flare? That'd yeah. be fun. That'd be cool. I don't know what that is, but yeah, let's do it. It's like one of those little bumper... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Thing. Okay, awesome. Let's do that. Well, thanks for being on, Andrew. It was fun. Yay. No problem. I was glad to be on. Will you come, my honor. Will you come back another episode? Yeah, absolutely. Whenever you need somebody, I'll be in. Hopefully I'll be on. Cool. Excellent. Just like awesome. old times. Yes, just like old times. Ah. This week's episode of Whiskey Tango Foxtrot is going to stand for Watch That Fish. As in... No limp fish handshakes. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> oh, that's how clever I am. <laughs> no comment. Okay, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see hey. you next week. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.